You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to another episode of VHS Gems, the Geek Elite Media podcast in which we open up the gem bucks of old, not old, really, not super old, old movies that came out on VHS. It is not that old. It's mid-80s. Calm down. Jeez. Granted, I wasn't born by then, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We open up the VHS gem bucks of... VHS movies from our childhoods and watch them and determine whether or not they were good, whether or not they're only good if you watch them as a child, or if maybe they could be redone for a more modern appeal, or or not, I guess. Um, yes, yes, and no. Yes, yes, and no. I am Jessica, and joining me is John. That's me. Um, and today we are talking about a movie I had never heard of. And a movie that was apparently one of John's favorites when he was a kid. Um, Explorers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from 1985. It I want to preface this one yes. by saying not only was this one of my favorite movies growing up, this is, to me, in the same league as The Goonies, <gasps> Flight of the Navigator, oh my gosh. and The Last Starfighter. In other words, okay. this, is, this is the childhood that is portrayed on screen that mm-hmm. I wanted to have. Okay, I as can a see kid, that. I wanted to go on these adventures with these kids and be friends with them. And my vivid—no, vivid's a strong word. My active <laughs> imagination um, even made me uh, make my own little um, thunder road out of cardboard box and just things I had around the house. Oh my gosh. And I would okay. go on the little imaginary space trips. That's how much I loved this movie. Wow. <laughs> okay, I could see how it's like Goonies. Um, I honestly cannot remember Flight of the Navigator or The Last Starfighter, but I could get the Goonies feel from it in some scenes. But it was the longest kids movie I had ever watched. <laughs> It kind of dragged quite a bit, especially in the middle. Um, But it wasn't a bad movie, though. Like, I didn't hate it. I was just like, why are we still here? (laughs) I mean, it was a very well-directed movie. It was brought to us by Joe Dante, who also did The Gremlins, I think, the year before. Yeah. Which is, there's a little reference to that in the movie. I don't know if you caught it. It's very quick. I, I think I did see some reference but i can't there was a lot of references in this movie so yeah there there definitely was yeah Yeah. um so yeah it just it kind of it drags but we'll we'll get into that anything to say before we start going through the movie Mm, i think um special effects were done by ilm which i think they also co-produced the movie which might be why a lot of the effects still look good today Oh, yeah. Oh, I should probably mention, this is the first role for Ethan Hawke. It was his starring role, too, and it looks like it was his first 
acting role ever. Um, River Phoenix is in it as well. And the third kid did not do a lot afterwards, so I could not remember his name. Oh. Jesse he was, he was a very uh, handsome kid, too. Though, he was a very handsome... I know. I was looking at him, and I was like, man, that kid is cute. Like, that kid is just... <laughs> like, that. Per- like he had, like, little... Just cute little nose. You just wanted to boop. Like, it just... <laughs> 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 it's an adorable little, like, uh, beat-up like, kid's kid. <laughs> like a little who knows, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but... But uh, yeah, when I looked him up, I'm like, oh, he did nothing after this? What happens? But I don't know. Yeah, that was a weird it's, one. The business is hard for child actors, as I'm sure. I mean, if you look at what happened to River Phoenix, like, it just... Yeah. 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 Which I did not know anything about, but I always watch these shows with my mother, and my mom remembered that because she liked Johnny Depp, and she remembered that he died in front of Johnny Depp's club so yep the viper room in la yes. that's right yep the viper room in la he od'd on drugs in front of it unfortunately and he was very young he was like 23 or something just uh, i think he might have even been younger than that yeah i think his last major movie role was playing the young indiana jones in indiana <gasps> jones in the last crusade that is him oh i love him in that i mean yeah. i love that character he he, he did a great yeah. in like harrison yeah, he, ford impression he did he did wonderful i always loved that kid and wonder if he did under i never realized that was river phoenix wow yeah. okay wow brother of joaquin phoenix yeah that too when i was reading up on him i'm like other phoenix's brothers joaquin <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh that makes sense okay all right anything else to add um i think that's it we can go right into it all right, so Explorers is a Paramount film. And it starts out with an aerial in the clouds, which actually looks really neat. And then it cuts to a kid's room, and there's aliens on his television to establish that, that kid, the kid is a... He's not a nerd. He is a geek. Like Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's watching um, War of the Worlds, and you see all kinds of space and like comic book stuff laying around yeah um but the actual nerd is the other character yeah we'll the actual nerd bit. yes um so you see ethan hawk is sleeping little little child ethan hawk is sleeping and he is dreaming that he is in those clouds that you had just seen flying and then it kind of goes to him flying into a green space thing and then him flying into what i could only assume looks like a computer chip flashbacks to tron pretty much for me yeah and, exactly yeah and he wakes up and he draws the thing that he saw like he was gonna build it himself um but this is where you establish that he is a geek and not a nerd because he instantly walkies his best friend played by river phoenix and he tells him the dream and then you got that okay river phoenix character like that kid is the nerd who can actually build the thing <laughs> and know what yeah. it means and all that um movies then, like this by the way uh yeah. really were i think a huge influence on the duffer brothers for stranger for, things uh, for stranger things yeah oh yeah Cause I was like i mean i was alive during the 80s i was the same age as these kids would have been at the time mm-hmm. that it took place um yeah. I didn't have walkie-talkies, you know? Like, I don't know if that was an actual thing or if that was just, like, an upper-middle-class thing. 
probably an upper middle class thing. These kids, well, other than one kid, are living in really good homes. And this is true. Yeah, we'll get to the the third boy. Yes. Um. He so it cuts to the next day, and they're going to school. And the nerd River Phoenix's character, which you find out later on, his name is Wolfgang. Which is just an excellent name. I don't know why he gets made fun of for being called Wolfgang, but like Wolfgang is a bomb name. But <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, he's carrying a bunch of books naturally in like a horrible way. I I could say like you never carry books like with both hands, like in in like in front of your stomach. Like you always have to do it in one arm, and you like lean against it. And I only know this because I used to work at a bookstore. <laughs> Oh, Real quick store. side note. Yeah. <laughs> Before I forget, you know who it, who in uh, real life is named Wolfgang? Uh, like currently? Yes. There's I know there's a guitarist. There's some musician named Wolfgang, and I yes cannot. It's a uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. The Van son Halen. Of, uh, Eddie Van Halen. There you go. That's what it is. I was like, I know he's a guitarist. I know it's classic <laughs> rock, but I couldn't think. <laughs> Okay. Right. You Wolfgang were in the ballpark, yeah. I was there, and then also Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, right? Yes, that was yeah. his middle name, yeah. yeah. Or, no. It's his first name, yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> it was, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. They'll, maybe somebody yeah, will tweet it. at me and correct me. But <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's a good classic. Wolfgang, yeah. I, I have to find out what that means now, because now I'm like, like It's Wolfgang. a gang of wolves. Why would it not? <laughs> 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 Gang of wolves. I know. Wolf gang. Wolf it's pack. Right. It's, it's not wolf pack. We're wolf gang, man. Gang. <laughs> wolf gang. I'm a wolf gang of one. <laughs> no. Um, so he's walking like really haphazardly holding all these books. And then naturally it's the 80s. So bullies are a thing. Like I know bullying still happens, but there's something about this movie's bullies where it's like, the director said now just bully them and then they just come up with some haphazard like what is this your lunch and tosses it away and just i'm like this is the laziest bullying i have ever seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like their heart wasn't in it yeah it really wasn't and and like not only that but like ethan is kind of sort of not a great friend to him because Ethan's just like, oh, you're going to the library? Here's these books I need to return and shoves them at his nerd friend after his nerd friend gets pantsed. Like, just... Not even pants. Like, they I've, ripped the side of his pants off. They ripped his like. pants. And I was like... And it wasn't even the original bully kids. It was literally just some random kid ran up, ripped his pants, and went, ha ha, and walked away. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, I want to say that uh, Ethan Hawke's character, whose name was Ben... Ben, like he's, he, I think he skirted the line between being a full-fledged nerd like Wolfgang and being like one of the normies. The um, so he just had to take like a stand of neutrality. Like yeah. he wasn't gonna oppose it, but he wasn't gonna defend it either. He's just kind of like, hey, well, you know, bullying happens. You know, it's just a part of life. He just kind of has to roll yeah. with it. And even Wolfgang was kind of just like resigned to it. It was like. This is it. Let's get this, this over with. He's got things to do. Middle school life in the 80s. It's just nobody's happy. Um, you do also in the scene find out that Ben has a crush on a girl. And she's a pretty blonde girl. Her name is, I think her name is Lori. I think yes. Yeah. Lori Swenson. Lori Swenson. 
Um, so Ethan, I guess, tries to be a good friend, and he picks a fight with the one of the bullies, and naturally he loses because he's he he you know he's on the line, but he's not quite a normie, so he's not going to win the fight. And that's where you get the third kid coming in in a large coat, and he kicks the bully off of him and saves the day and runs away from the bullies who now want to. You know. You know yeah. what he was like? He what? was like the younger brother of the rebel character from Breakfast Club. That's what I thought. I was literally watching this like, are they basing this off? I can't remember when Breakfast Club came off. Because I was like, did they literally just look at Breakfast Club and was like, we're going to write the middle school version of this kid? I, I, I think it came out like that same year, to be honest. I know, because like, he was wearing 85? the brown trench coat and just like... I was like, is he that that guy? Yeah, they both came out the same year, so uh, I mean, it's hard to say which one I guess was was based on the other. Uh, but if we're gonna look at release dates, this one was released in July twelfth of eighty five, and Breakfast Club was February, so it definitely came out first. Yeah, well, I mean, was it was it Paramount too? I wonder. Um, was it? Uh, that I don't remember. Uh, I can do a real quick scan here oh, and see who I'm produced curious. this thing. And now that would be interesting. Because I'm wondering if they were like filmed on the same stage or whatever, or around the same time, and they would be like, we're going to base that kid off of that set. And stuff. It was Universal. Oh, look. So maybe it is intentional. Maybe it's like, and oh. then he grew up and got <laughs> he became detention a... on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was kind of going down that route with the whole, um, you know, picking fights with guys just because he was like, well, I want to say he was like chaotic neutral. I want to say. Oh, yeah. Like I, he wasn't I really he was. picking the side to, because it was the right thing to do. It was more like you just shouldn't be doing that instead i think yeah pretty much i, I guess because he just kicks he doesn't want any praise or anything he literally just kicks the bully and then runs and yeah and drops he, his walkman yeah drops his walkman and ben follows him to give him back the walkman and you find out that oh what was his name darren darren was his name um darren lives lower class his dad doesn't have a job i think nope or does but it's a really shitty job i couldn't quite get it because i thought he no. said my dad works somewhere but i can't quite no. remember but he he basically said oh sounds like my dad didn't get the job then that's what he says <laughs> yeah yeah and um. i guess like his mom is dead but he has like a live-in the dad has a living girlfriend and you just hear them arguing i don't think you ever see them once no, you don't see his parents. I think the only parents you see are um, Wolfgang's parents and then Ben's mom. You do see her a few times. Yeah. Yes. Um, this movie, I realized watching it, the amount of stuff this, these kids do after dark, I'm like, this would never happen nowadays. There, so many, CPS would be called so many times on these parents like not knowing where their kids are well yeah because just, this was the 80s i feel like in the 80s like, i remember just being out at like crazy hours and nobody knowing where i was yeah. and like if something would have happened to me was, like 
there goes your boy Johnny. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, well, who knows where he is? Um, it was before the 60 minutes, like, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Like, was it before that? <laughs> was nobody asking parents where their children were? I just think it, it, it was like Dennis the Menace. People didn't lock their doors. You know, like, everybody had just their windows open, kids playing out in the middle of the woods, yeah. and, like, unsupervised. The creek, and yeah. Then, then bad things start happening. Bad things start happening. Wolves, more that then we start to learn, oh, hey, there are bad people out there that want to do bad things, and our children are potential victims. Like, we should probably, I don't know, protect them and not let them do dumb stuff in the middle of the night. Um, so you find out about Darren, and Ethan's like, let's, let's hang. Like, I want to be your friend. You saved my life. Let's go watch movies. Your life seems to suck. Mine doesn't. Come join mine, basically. Um, but they take, they stop at Wolfgang's house. And which you find out, I think both of his parents are some kind of scientist, but his dad is for sure a scientist. Yeah, kind of like the absent-minded professor-level scientist, because he's just kind of like, walking around mumbling about a bug bomb and has this funny contraption on his nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that was, I think at the time, that might have been the only, like, somewhat experienced actor, because um, he's played by James Cromwell, uh-huh. who uh, would later be in other movies like Revenge of the Nerds. Um, oh, yeah. I think the biggest movie people might recognize him from was Babe. He was the farmer. Oh, he's the farmer. Okay, that makes sense. I was going insane. Like, who is he? Because even the voice, I was like, who is he? I haven't watched Babe yeah. in a really long time. I think, I think most recently he was in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. He played the other John Hammond. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Huh. Interesting. Um... But yeah, he's a scientist, so naturally his son is a scientist, which he has a lot of siblings as well. There is a lot of kids in that house. Um, but he gets all... He goes... They go down into the basement, I think, and Wolfgang had already programmed the drawing. Whatever that drawing was apparently was a program somehow into a computer. I don't know how computers work. Uh, I thought it was all <laughs> binary like code. Okay, I thought it was yeah. all binary code and not just drawing a chip and then drawing it. I don't know how that worked. But anyway, um, he yeah, programs it's, it, it. It, it's It's a little bit of a story magic, basically, because it's like, oh, I typed in the, the diagram. Because it was like part of a circuit board, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once they turn it on, they start saying like, oh, it's programming itself, which, you know, it's going to be really convenient when you're dealing with alien technology. Yeah. Like, yes. We just put in like this, this, we just started it and now it's finishing itself yeah. just based on this little diagram. Yeah, basically. That, that's, and that's not how that works. <laughs> no, it's not at all how it would work, but aliens, I guess. And the program then asks for coordinates on an XYZ axis and they put them in, um, and then some, you know, something happens to a bunch of books for some reason. There's holes in the books, and then they leave, basically. Um, Ethan 
and you know Ethan and starts watching sci-fi movies again and then I think I assume it's the next day they go to Wolfgang's again and Wolfgang had figured out what it was they had summoned and it's it's a bubble it's a little glass <laughs> bubble um, that he can move if he puts in the coordinates um, and they even take a picture of it because you can either make it invisible or you can make it visible and when it's visible it looks like a bubble when it's invisible you can't you can't see it naturally yeah. my god you why did change, I say that <laughs> change the <laughs> opaqueness of it yes it can, which is important later on why it could be invisible but I guess but they it like it makes really cool noises it freaks the cat out and the cat jumps onto (laughs) the computer keyboard and the thing just rockets everywhere and into the neighborhood and it's very dramatic and everything starts falling down and it's insane and wrecks the whole basement you would think Wolfgang would be grounded after this, but he somehow cleaned it up by himself in time, I guess, before his parents came back from wherever they were. Um. Real quick side note, uh, that scene of the, the bubble going crazy and just knocking things everywhere and mm-hmm. basically being unstoppable, so like nothing stands in its way, it'll just punch a hole through things. Yeah. Uh, they copied that in Men in Black. <gasps> They did. <gasps> yeah, there's a scene when uh, Will Smith is getting trained, like, on his first day. And he was like, oh, what's this thing? And he, like, picks up a little ball and it and flies it out of his hand. And it does the exact same thing all over the offices. All over the offices. And then gets in the... Oh, yeah. I love Men in Black. That's a good movie. Yeah, I don't... There's a lot of suspension of disbelief in this, which is a kid movie, which is granted, but, like, there's no way he wasn't grounded, right? There's no way he cleaned that up by himself. The air vent fell. Like, the the vent... (laughs) The HVAC (laughs) system. Didn't it also, like, hit the... Like the fuse box or something? Like yeah. The, oh, that's how breakers. it ended. Right. It, it ended yeah. because the bubble hit the breaker and turned off the electricity. And therefore, with no electricity, no bubble, because the computer is now turned off. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. There you go. So after that, though, they end up going to a really cool hill with a really awesome looking tree on it. And they bring a computer somehow powered up i don't know how <laughs> and they well they showed you later they had a nine volt battery attached to it oh well, that, well, that, wow <laughs> again that's not how that works but okay <laughs> wow nine volt <laughs> Whew, that'd get you far right um yeah so they you know do the coordinates again and this time for reasons unknown the bubble is bigger now i guess because the bubble's like oh i'm in the open so now I can be bigger. And they end up accidentally putting Wolfgang inside of the bubble. And he just floats in it. And Wolfgang goes on a ride, an uncontrollable ride. Because they can't control it. And it starts going like it tunnels in the ground and everything. They eventually turn. Oh, yeah, they so, unplug the battery and he falls into the tree. So. This is the point from when I was a kid Yeah. that I fell in love with the movie. Yeah, it was so Be- fun. Yeah. Because 
I loved the physics of it. And and they were, even as a little kid, I was able to follow along what they were saying. Oh, yeah. Especially when they started saying, like, oh, it's airtight, but, like, you couldn't feel moving in it. Like, it completely cancels out inertia. Like, all these little things were things that, like, I was like, hey, I, I know what they're talking I about. I understand inertia. Like, I'm not, like, like I don't know-know, but, like, I, I know, you know? Okay, I got it. And so, like, I think that's one of the reasons why it endeared itself to me is, like, I feel like this movie speaking my language. Like, I get it. It's giving me just enough that I can follow it. Yeah. And introducing also new concepts like the XYC coordinates, which at that point, you know, was unfamiliar to me. But I immediately understood like, oh, that means you can like plot a point in space, 3D space. Yeah, 3D space. X, Y, and then Z is like the up or down or what area in the air it is. Yeah. Yeah, like depth, height, and width or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, that whole sequence was cool. I loved how, like, that thing was basically operating on zero-point energy, which meant that, like, as long as you told it to move, it was going to move. It was going like, to move, Nothing yeah. stands in its way. No, nothing. And that was awesome. Like, it would just bore a hole in the ground, like we saw. Mm-hmm. There was a great little scene where, like, a groundhog or whatever oh, that yeah. was, a beaver or something in the ground was like, what the? Dog. Like, what? What happened? Like, no, 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 no. Like, cursing him out. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> how dare um, So, yeah, he falls in the tree, and and he's like, Wolfgang goes like, do you know what this means? There's no inertia in it. And I'm like, it means you can make a spaceship somehow, right? Yeah, that's what they end up deciding to do, I think, through other things things oh no no the first thing that they do is they help ben peep on Lori as she's talking on the phone and eating they i was i i didn't say this movie didn't have some of its problems but (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the first thing they thought of to use it for yeah hey hey we can we can peep on that girl i like and it's just like uh which throughout this Wolfgang is totally anti like I don't understand why you bother liking anybody like people suck <laughs> kind of thing and Darren is just like ooh he's got it no, bad he, like he just he Wolfgang just wasn't interested in like basic earth girls that's why yeah he, <laughs> uh, yeah oh, earth girls are easy is a movie you should really watch if you want to just be infuriated <laughs> oh god no, I I have heard. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> There's a song in that movie called Cause I'm a Blonde. <sighs> Which that's literally, like, I think <laughs> when Wolfgang or whatever, when they tell Darren about Lori, he's like, why do you like her or something like that? And he's, just, he's like, she's a gorgeous blonde. <laughs> I was like, that's it? That's it, Ben? He got nothing you know, else. Later on, he has a picture of her in his back pocket. I don't remember where he got that from. Yeah, where did he get the picture? I just... (laughs) I don't... I don't get it. I I mean, they have a Polaroid, so I'm assuming maybe he took, like, a... a, Like a spy shot, maybe, but... (laughs) I don't know. Oh, it's creepy, but... Um... She's a gorgeous blonde. And actually, that reminded me of The Swan Princess, another great VHS movie that I watched as a kid in which the prince is 
proposing to Odette and he's like, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, I love you. And she's like, well, what else? And he's like, what else? She's like, what else do you like about me? You say you, I'm beautiful and I'm graceful. Like, what else do you like about me? And his response is, what else is there? <laughs> and, she's, and she's just like, bye. And it's like his, his like right hand man or whatever is like, what else is there? what else is there what's wrong with you who says that to a what you just like how could you <laughs> it's the best i always think back to what else is there you're just you're pretty which is one of the best things about the swan princess because it did mention those things like we didn't like me when i was a crappy you know growing up girl like now you like me because i'm a graceful princess like what the crap like anyway have you seen the swan princess it's been a while, but yeah, that one's a nice one. Okay, yeah, I just might add it to the box. <laughs> I love that one. Stay tuned for season two. Stay tuned for season two. We're just going to do all the animation one that I liked, including all of the Disney sequels in season two. <laughs> oh. Yes, all well, of them. At least, at least they're available on uh, Disney+. Plus. So I don't have to hunt down the, the vault collection. I own most of the sequels, so... <laughs> I'm wow. that person. Um, actually, okay, no, but not but them, not but the, the third part. So no Aladdin 3, no Pocahontas 3. Aladdin 3 is the better one. <laughs> I know, but that's the stipulation. We have to cut it at the sequel. Yeah. No, Aladdin 3 is the better <laughs> one. <laughs> then we skip Aladdin 2. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Alrighty, alrighty. Um, <laughs> so... Like, they try to peep on Lori, and then he ends up falling down, and then they decide to get an old Tilt-A-Whirl. I'm pretty sure that's what that was, was a Tilt-A-Whirl from, like... Yeah. Which, for some reason, plays music still, even though it's not that part that plays... It's just... That was creepy. Well, it just I thought that was weird, but I just reasoned that maybe it just has like a little mechanism in the wheel that when it spins, it has a little like music box. But. Yeah, maybe. I guess that does make sense. But it's, I thought it was just to make it seem creepy because they're also pushing it into a creek in the fog. And just like, what are these kids doing at like 12 o'clock at night? Why do their parents not know where they are? <laughs> but And they're going to use that as like, the frame for their spaceship so they- and it was uh, i also like that they were logical about it oh yeah because it's because it's circular it's 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 almost spherical yeah which is perfect because you know it, it then they just have to add a few extra things on it i wasn't a big fan of the trash can that they put in the front like an embellishment um but overall yeah mm-hmm. it was pretty cool how they rigged it all up yeah um yeah, so it's like a huge montage of them building their ship that's going to go inside the bubble. And while that montage is going on, like Ben is falling asleep in class and getting asked questions. And he gets asked by the teacher, like, what's carbon dioxide? And he's like, it's the air you breathe on Mars. And gets utterly crapped on by the whole class. And he gets called a nerd. And there you go. That was the scene that was in there. <laughs> I was yep. just like, it's the air you breathe on Mars. And I was like, well, I mean, at the time, was he wrong? Is that not what we thought the air of Mars was? Like, 
I don't know. I think like, I, I think it is considered to be carbon dioxide. I was like I thought it was, but I'm not for sure. That could be one fake fact. But I was like, well, he's not technically wrong, is he? But no. No, and that just kind of becomes like a running gag that every time they call to him, he always gives a wrong answer. Yeah, because like, he's exhausted. Really wrong. Because they're staying yeah. up all night making this thing, and nobody's asking why these three kids are exhausted, and why their tools are missing or their television sets or like i don't know whatever else they put in in this thing because it was a lot and and then you also find out in this time that danny is failing class because although he is i would consider danny a very intelligent kid he is not book smart i guess is the word he is very much street smarts yeah but um which instantly made me think of a John Milani sketch. Street smarts. But, um, <laughs> but um, he, when they finish building the thing, um, Danny brings a beer and they share a beer as they dub the vehicle, their spaceship, Thunder Road. Yeah. First they, they wanted him. to call it, like, Wolfgang wanted to call it the Einstein, and ben I forget. What was ben it? Ben wanted to call it the Laurie Swenson or something like that. I no, forget. I don't think it was the Laurie Swenson. I thought it was another scientist, but it was like, like not like not a nerdy scientist, like a geeky. So who was it? I can't remember. It was somebody yeah, famous. It was something else, like a sci-fi yeah. person or something. So the one that ended up winning was Darren calling it the thunder road because it was a Darren. bruce springsteen song they call him danny didn't i i wrote in the notes danny my bad darren called it thunder road bruce of a bruce springsteen which i gotta be honest i don't like bruce springsteen that much so do not know the song that it's referencing i mean i know like the three songs that he's known for i i couldn't name anything else besides like born in the usa and dancing in the dark yeah Oh, Philadelphia. He did Philadelphia, I think. I don't know. I really don't like Bruce Springsteen. He's just not my kind of music. I don't know what yeah. it is. He's just not. It's not for me. Um, yeah. So. They fly. So. They take their first test flight. And. They fly lie by a drive-in that's playing a sci-fi movie that is not a real sci-fi movie it's no, called it's star killer or something to which i yes. went hey star killer like star wars because that was the original name well that was what was going to be the original name of luke was luke star killer and instead it goes to his best friend right who died Oh no, that was uh, Big Stark later. No, they eventually oh, repurposed it for the character from the Force Unleashed. I want to say. Yeah, that's what it is. The is it the Force Unleashed? I cannot remember the one where you play. He's like a. Is he a clone? You play a clone, and he's an apprentice of Darth Vader. That one, Force Unlimited. Oh, I had it on the Wii. I can't remember. Yeah, his name is Starkiller. Yeah. I can't remember his first name. 
Right, 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 right. Oh, I forgot about that game. I never played the second one either. I'm gonna have to... F They're supposed to be really good, but that character looked way overpowered. Because he, like, beats Darth Vader. Like, basically, just he, completely annihilates him. He was very... Uh, well... But it was so fun to play. Like, I guess, yeah, well, yeah, he was overpowered, but I think he was a clone, so, like, he was supposed to be overpowered, I think, is the thing, and I don't know. It was cool. I completely forgot about that game, and I really liked that game because, I, you know, you play it on the <laughs> Wii, so you're actually slashing with the blade and, like, yeah. doing the force with the other button. Really good game. Um, story was really good. I never played the sequel, though, and I, I need to get the, the sequel um but yeah i guess it was really unrealistic to be able to kill darth vader or at least fend him off pretty easily because in the, the 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 latest star wars game that came out which i'm also going to forget what the name was even though i played it because i'm really bad at remembering names of things and that one there's a scene at the very end in which darth vader is chasing you and i nearly like fainted when I realized I was being chased by Darth Vader because it was that horrifying. What was that game? Well, yeah, they make it seem like a horror movie and he yeah, starts coming no. after you. Oh, yeah. Um, it's scary. I screamed. My mom thought something was very much was, wrong uh, with me. Jedi Fallen Order? Was that most recent one? Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah. Also a good game, but it's very scary at the end. It's just like, oh, God, run away. <laughs> thank God. I don't want to try to fight this guy. Oh, thank God. We're actually running. Oh, okay. Back to Starkiller. Oh, well, Starkiller at the drive-in, I guess. Um, yeah. They quickly lose control of the bubble, which is invisible around them so that you can see the perfect, the cute little spacecraft that they built. Um and they sort of like fly through the little, I don't know, restaurant area, not restaurant, but like a counter a service stand. area. Concession stand. There you go. Concession stand of the drive through and the bullies are there naturally. And <laughs> then they run into a helicopter, a sheriff helicopter, in which that helicopter got way too close to their craft for comfort. Like they would never actually hover that close. And um, the guy in the helicopter will eventually become obsessed with finding the spacecraft yes yes which this was a this was a well-known actor still a well-known actor and i can't remember who yeah his name is dick miller yes and he was in things like well, he was also in gremlins which as we said earlier uh, is from the same director yeah um he played the neighbor that had the the bulldozer. Right. And he's the one that keeps talking about gremlins being in the machinery during World War II, which is where the name of the movie comes from. And, uh, yeah, he's one of those actors that's just had little bit parts in a lot of things. Yeah. I like him. He's a pretty solid actor. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, did real good, so... He has this, like, little cute line where he swallows his gum after the thing flies <laughs> away, and it's just an adorable, like, kid movie line. Um, they see random numbers go on the screen, and that's what's ca causing the glitches. Um, and they start to go off into space in the bubble, and then he 
turns it off and reverses it somehow and they're falling and then he manages to turn it back on and then they land somehow they land back in the creek perfectly safe well a slight drop i think they do drop a little bit yeah they're like they're still like three or four feet off the ground yeah this is hey we're not on the ground and wolfgang's like yes we are yes, we turns are. off the power and they crash <laughs> yeah um but they're okay um so ben is like he's just he doesn't care he's not scared they almost flew into space but he was like that was the time of my life we're going to space and then Darren and Wolfgang are like, are you nuts? We're not going to space. Oh, and plus also they had, they were wearing oxygen masks and um, they ran out of oxygen. That was also one of their problems was they were going to run out of oxygen if they went to space. So that's why they actually couldn't go. Um, so they had to, so there was like no way to figure out for them, like how to have actual oxygen to go into space at the moment. Um, and this is also when you find out that the helicopter guy, which I don't think I ever got the character name, um, he's been having the same dream that Ben has been having, and apparently other people have been having it as well. Lori is also having the same dream of flying through the clouds. Just flying through the clouds. That seems to be the shared aspect of it, is flying through the clouds. So that's why the helicopter guy is wanting to find the kids. Um, now, real quick, the mm-hmm. reference to gremlins happens right there when it's the next day, uh-huh. and the helicopter pilots are switching, I don't know, shift or something, like yeah. one of them gets out, and he's going to check the newspaper, and he pulls it out, and there's an article in there that says, you know, there was some UFO activity, and there was like a blurry picture on the cover, oh. and... um if you look at it closely, the uh-huh. next article under that, it says Kingston Fall Riots Still Unexplained or something like that. Oh. Well, that's the name of the town that Gremlins took place in. Right. And that huh. would have been from the year prior. So a little a little nod to them acknowledging that the town was destroyed. <laughs> um, and apparently they never figured out why. Hmm. That was a cute little nod, I guess, because... A lot of people well, might when, not notice that one, yeah. But back when you really had to look for Easter eggs. Yeah, when you actually yeah. had to, like, pause at just the right moment, just like... Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, like, rewind. <laughs> Is it, and then when you got the slow-mo, like, if you had the slow-mo one, you had to go... <laughs> I remember doing slow-mo on VHS and just, like, hitting the button and the pause button at the same time. No, it was revolutionary when you can do zoom-in. But oh that was like yeah, laser discs. Yeah, laser discs started the zoom in or the actual pop up Easter eggs that you had to wait till it flashed up and then hit a certain button. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember those when DVDs oh, first started. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> but um, Ben has yet another dream, which this one involves Lori in her window and other people flying around as well before he gets to the diagram part and then he draws a diagram he gives it to Wolfgang well they they end up making it in Darren's shed whatever it is well at the time you're like okay it looks like a shed it's it's a shack yeah it's 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 a shack um (laughs) and the shack explodes the kids are fine though but the shack explodes and they apparently created an oxygen machine 
basically. Because Which again, we don't see any of the actual creation. It's like no, it's boom, oxygen. Awesome. Boom, air coming out of a vent. <laughs> it's oxygen, but the percentage is too high. That's why it exploded. And it's just like not quite, but okay. <laughs> Technically, the percentage should be low if there's too much oxygen. An explosion won't happen. But anyway, I don't know what his percentage was at. But yes, ah, oxygen yeah, is flammable. Yeah. Oxygen is flammable, though, but it would not have blown up like that anyway. But irregardless, <laughs> we're not going to get into fire science here. Um, so now they have oxygen, and it's like, well, the aliens clearly gave you oxygen. And they all apparently decide it's time to go up, even though Ben and, or not Ben, Darren and Wolfgang were very much anti going up. Now that they have oxygen, it seems like a good idea to go make first contact with whoever is trying to get in contact with them. Um, just as they're about to launch up into space again, um, the helicopter pilot guy, well, he wasn't even a pilot, he was in the passenger seat, but, um, well, like, I think, can they also pilot too? I don't know. Anyway, the helicopter guy, he finds them in the creek just before they launch off into space and I'm pretty sure that is the last you hear from the helicopter guy I don't remember him coming back into the film pretty much yeah, yeah. he's like, and like he hey this is your jacket isn't it because he like confronts uh, Ben yeah. and Ben's like get away from me you creepy old man and yeah. he old basically man. like th- there's a lot of story that feels like it was cut out but we're led to assume that the, the the dreams have been happening for a while with different people. Yeah. And, like, he, I guess, you know, because, I don't know, either limitations of technology or he just didn't have the, the, the capacity to understand what it was that he was being shown. Obviously, he didn't build the machine, but he still felt a connection to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, so he knew something was up and... That yeah. this was somehow related to his dreams. Yeah, like he's, but he said it was dreams he had had like when he was a kid. I think was yeah. what he said at the time. And yeah, you do find out it's implied that everybody's having these dreams, and these dreams are from the aliens, um, which actually reminds me of um, Stephen, who joins us on the Geeks Watch quite often, quite often all the time. Um, he <laughs> introduced me to a book by Hank Green called The absolute remarkableness of nothing i cannot remember it's a really weird title but it's a hank green novel he only has two novels and it's this one and its sequel in which it's an alien invasion but the aliens are statues and eventually the aliens infect the humans with a shared dream in which you have to solve a bunch of cool puzzles, which that was like, oh, it was totally awesome to me. And now I'm watching this and I'm like, hey, I wonder if Hank Green watched this movie because I think it's, it's a a, sh- an yeah. absolute remarkable thing. Yes, an absolute remarkable thing. Yes, that's what it is. Um, which is a good, pretty good book if you can get past the main character being a not so great person. And I could not get <laughs> past that. I. <laughs> regrettably well, have I'm not have finished to give it a chance it. then yeah you should it's a pretty decent audiobook too because that was a, i was i was listening to it which probably is what <laughs> i usually read books i don't do audiobooks too often um but because i tend to just lose focus a lot if i'm doing audiobooks but i will say i did like the narrator for it but it 
kind of sort of made me not like the main character because it's from her point of view and I did not like her. <laughs> but some people should not be people that are likable. But and she had good points. I don't know. But anyway, I definitely recommend it, though. It's great. Hank Green is a great writer. His brother, John Green, is also a wonderful writer. They're both really awesome people. Um, oh, is that the John Green? The of- John Green, yes. John Green and Hank Green, which are pretty much mm. like... They're not the founders of YouTube, but they kind of sort of made YouTube what it is. Oh. I think they run, um, what is it, VidCon or something? The YouTubeCon. Yes, right. Yeah, they pretty much run it, I think. And they're great, awesome. I used to, back in the day, I would watch all of their videos. Um, great, awesome people. I highly recommend John Green and Hank Green. Not that they need promoting, but <laughs> they're good. Yes. But yeah, Welcome everyone. back to the uh, Hank Green podcast. <laughs> Um, so this time they actually go into space, they get there pretty quickly, and they get to a spaceship that does not look like a dick whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially not a highly infected one. Yeah, no, even my mom, when the spaceship came up, was like, oh <laughs> and i was like yeah that's not a kids movie spaceship <laughs> but did she give me permission to use that word this time though <laughs> she did not i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> but <laughs> cut this out i know cut it out <laughs> it's okay um <laughs> like i always say my retort to my mom i was like you can say it on primetime tv like come on it was a very phallic looking yes. spaceship See, I don't like phallic, though. Like, I get phallic. I just, I don't like saying it. I think phallic is worse than dick, personally. (laughs) It's an extra syllable, that's for sure. Uh, Okay. Anyway. It's a little heavy on the penis. (laughs) I'm going to get in so much trouble. (laughs) Because for whatever reason, my mom actually does occasionally listen to these. Um... Uh, this podcast can only be listened to after 8 o'clock. Just to make sure. <laughs> um, they get into the spaceship, and they basically kind of crash into it. And Ben was like, don't worry, it's all part of the plan. And I'm like, what plan? You guys weren't expecting to meet aliens. You weren't expecting to go on a spaceship. Like, what plan did you have, Ben? There is no plan. You're just trying I mean, to hopefully survive. That would have made more sense if it came from Wolfgang. Because yes. it seems like Wolfgang understood, like, oh, something's trying to overwrite the computer with specific, like, instructions. So, yeah. like, this is what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Which is also kind of a little bit of a, maybe a slight reference to uh, Independence Day. Yeah, maybe, because computers and aliens. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum says, like, oh, like, that. I was hoping that this would happen. And Will Smith's like, like, when were you going to tell me that? You know, because he was like, what's going on? I'm confused. Uh-huh. Um, so, they get basically placed in, like, those plasma balls thing. Electricity shoots out there. Not electricity, but it's like the plasma, like the static electricity. Like the machine from, oh, what was that movie we watched for this? Whoa. <sighs> science project yes my science project there we go <laughs> i was like all i could picture was the plasma ball machine <laughs> um, nothing made that movie 
yeah, that thing did make that movie. Um, and then they leave their spaceship and they instantly fall in holes and get separated. And this is where everything gets kind of crazy. <laughs> A lot happens. Um, you know, and I want to make a slight comparison to one of the other movies that I didn't look back upon fondly. Yeah. Mom and Dad Saved the World. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the spaceship sets looked like they could have been similar to the sets in Mom and Dad Saved the World. Just with different lighting. But <laughs> maybe just the way they were shot. Huge difference. So much like cooler looking and more sci-fi looking here than they did in the other one. Even though there was a lot of very similar elements. I don't know the if it was the lighting. The lighting was just darker. Hmm? The lighting was darker. It was more greens and blues. Whereas... I guess. The, the other one was more, it was like more flat lighting. And, yeah. So... Yeah. But... It, and, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just better lighting makes it... You know, can change the tone entirely. Um, We've talked about this on Geek's Watch quite recently, too. About Falcon and Winter Soldier and how they, like... Um, blue light filter which is why some of the things look a little off yeah they, they definitely like yeah bump out the reds a bit yeah and then anything in mexico is always orange for their sun when if you actually go to mexico it's just really bright white light not orange light yeah so. but it has to seem very sepia because it's like you know, connections to the old west and yeah. lawlessness and all these, I guess, visual cues that are supposed to come from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have always, like, wondered about that. I mean, we live in a border town, and mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been on the other side of the border several times. Yeah, a few times. There's nowhere where it looks like that, unless there's, like, a haboob going on. Yeah, pretty much. And then it's like, we got to get inside. Like, when you start seeing <laughs> that, like, orangish tinge in the area, like, it's time to go inside. <laughs> Yeah, there's We're a storm have a lot of sand coming. <laughs> it's not good, not good, not pretty. Um, so Darren gets separated first, and then Darren goes on his own. He's like climbing, and all I could think of through this was it's like a sci-fi version of the Forbidden Temple that they're trying to like get through and hop all these obstacles and stuff. Um, they, Wolf, don't they get confronted by like a giant spider robot? Yeah, Wolfgang and Ben. Well, Ben gets assaulted by a giant spider <laughs> robot, basically. And the spider robot like takes out the picture of Lori from his pocket for yeah. some reason and seems to be very The before mentioned photo that we don't know how he got. Yeah, I was like, why is there a pocket of Lori in there? Like, I think. And, she- and, and why did the robot react like if he was carrying a weapon? Because it's like it's scanning him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a red alarm starts blaring, and it turns him around. Like, these robot know. hands, literally, like, making him assume the position and, like, patting him down. Yeah. And then when they see the picture, they do, like, a wolf whistle. Like, ooh. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, gross. Um, which there's an even worse line later on that will be mentioned. But um, after that... Um, Wolfgang and Ben then get separated and they're they're just this is where the explorers comes in I guess because they're exploring this alien ship um Darren sits on a white chair thing that I think gives him all the answers to the universe 
I thought that's what it was doing. I don't know, but it yeah, it looked like it was uploading information. To yeah, the brain. yeah. Well, I think I think later on Ben says you like he got the dream, so he got uploaded with the dream apparently, I guess. But he also learned about Ben's dream specifically and a few other things. But I don't know. That's never really explained. Um, yeah, Darren says that he doesn't dream normally, and so. I guess maybe they gave him the ability to dream, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, that line... Because the way Darren talks about his household and stuff, I'm like, this kid has seen some kind of trauma in some way and has been through things. And because, yeah, one of the symptoms of going through trauma is that you don't dream, or if you do, you have, like, nightmares. So... (laughs) I'm like, oh, I was just feeling so bad for this kid. I was like, somebody needs to call somebody to help this kid out, like something. But it's the '80s, and we didn't do that. Um, yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, um, this is also where I wrote in my notes. This is the longest kid movie I have ever watched. <laughs> like, we're still exploring, like what's happening. Um, they eventually, so Darren and Ben get back together. And they run into an alien, which initially to me looks like that ghost from Ghostbusters, but with a fur coat, and it has suckers on his fingers. That is what it looked like to me. <laughs> it looks like Slimer. Yes, it looks like Slimer, but it has legs and suckers. I was like, what is yeah. Those suckers um, might be a reference to um, War of the Worlds, which we mentioned. That was the movie that started at the beginning when um, Ben was sleeping. Yeah. Because uh, those aliens, um, at least in the original movie, the only thing you ever see from them is their hands. Their hands, And sure. it has, like, those long Sucker. kind of suction-y things like that. Yeah, I remember that from the original. Um. Now, what did you think? Obviously, you think they look like Slimer. Um, but overall, what were your impressions of the those costumes? I, I feel like it cheapened the movie. I don't like know. Like it was a little bit out of place with the rest of the tone? Yes, it felt very out of place. The whole alien in general, which later on you kind of find out why it feels out of place. But I just... The girl alien that you find out like Wolfgang totally is crushing on because Earth girls are too easy. Um, if you can get an alien girl... I, she sounded like Marilyn Monroe too, which kind of drove me insane. Yeah, she, she was so flirty yeah <laughs> like uncomfortably so i was uncomfortably flirty and i was like i had to keep on like these are middle school kids like this is weird to watch and then the fact that which i found out through pausing it because we watched it on prime and when you watch it on prime well i watch it on prime when you pause the movies it tells you like who's playing who in the scene that you're watching um so the alien the male alien was named tuck apparently he just talks in like television and like he's like a he's like Bumblebee from the new Transformers movies where he can't talk for himself but he can talk through like the radio or TV programs so he just constantly is referencing lines from everywhere like the first thing he says is what's up doc after Ben says we come in peace which I was like ugh no you don't well I mean you do but like you you can't put the royal we there Ben yeah no, you don't speak for all of us, Ben. Calm down. Um, and then, yeah, Tuck goes, what up, Doc? And you're like, 
what just happened? <laughs> this is not where I thought it was going. Um, In- interjecting here for just a moment. Yeah. The person who designed the costumes for this movie is Rob Bottin. Okay. Who also did all of the creature effects for the thing. Oh, <gasps> no. So that could be why they're so specifically like tentacly with like the long parts <gasps> that kind of just like, like to manipulate on the top of the head. Um, and also, I forgot to mention earlier, during the reference to Gremlins, there was also a reference to The Howling, which is a werewolf movie also directed by Joe Dante and also starring that helicopter pilot actor. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there was a bit of there was a another small reference in that newspaper, uh, saying that um, that um, the fire at the commune where the wolf pack lived basically mm-hmm. was suspected to be arson. Um, okay. And so yeah, Rob Boutin also did the werewolf effects for that movie. So it's basically like a lot of the same artists and people working you know from one project to I another. I mean, that's, which is kinda that's cool. about right. Um, especially since wasn't at the time Hollywood all about contract deals too. Anyway, still. Yeah, I mean absolutely. But, yeah. it's, um, I mean, yeah, and the aliens—they weren't like. I don't mean they were cheap in the fact that they were cheaply made. <laughs> like they were very well made. Like he looked slimy and gross and just weird. He, the like it—he ju- looked insane and looked very well crafted. <laughs> it just, it just with the seriousness of the film it didn't work out for me yeah yeah it, yeah it was I definitely just... a tone shift because he starts doing like stand-up comedy yeah but it's all just clips of like basically people on tv um mm-hmm. commercials i think he makes a reference to the it slices it dices yeah. thing um Oh, and he sings too, doesn't he? Like an Elvis song or yeah, something. Yeah, he sings a weird Elvis song. Oh, and I got the name wrong. It's Whack in my notes, not Tuck. His name uh, was Whack. Whack. It's <laughs> also so that actor also plays Star Killer in the Drive-In movie. Oh yes, I forgot. He did also play the Star Killer dude from the Drive-In movie, which Star Killer to me just looked like Flash Gordon 2.0. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's like the sing the song. I was like, like, like they do nothing watch but watch TV, I guess. And then I'm like, he sings a song, and it's why? Why is this happening? It's literally in my notes. Why is this happening? <laughs> and I think I went a minute later. Why is it still happening? <laughs> why? It's a long song. Um. Then Ben's like, well, why don't you come down kind of thing? And they're like, um, are you crazy? Like a germs. And you learn that that plasma ball effect when they landed was them purifying them so they could like talk and stuff. Um, And they wouldn't get any germs. And then also because he's like, you know what will happen to us if we go down there will be destroyed. And he literally does the shows all the bad movies in which aliens are just shot which I think they do show my favorite old sci-fi is The Day the Earth Stood Still and they Mm -hmm. do show the clip from that one in which the alien gets shot and I'm like yes I love that movie the the new one that they did a few years ago was not that great but the original top old sci-fi the one with Keanu yeah no the one with Keanu was not I'm sorry Keanu did not work out for me I mean it wasn't bad it's just the original is better even with the cheaper effects it's just a better story um 
<laughs> and Ben is just utterly flabbergasted. Like, what? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. And like, Ben, do you? Do you know how the government works at all? The first thing that we do is just shoot. There's no peace. I think they tried the peace in all the things and it never works out. It's always just better to just, oh, you have more technology than us? No. We must murder you. That's just exactly how it would happen. Ben was too much of an optimist. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's a reason why the military is always portrayed that way, I think, because Mm -hmm. that's most likely what's gonna take place. I mean, I would like to see something unexplained happen that cannot be denied in broad daylight with thousands of people witnessing it mm-hmm. just to get confirmation. I don't care what it is. It could be the Phoenix lights. I mean, we've had real things like that happen. Yeah. But I mean, knowing what I know, that's probably just some kind of government testing. All these different sightings of UFOs yeah. were probably drones that, yeah. you know, just weren't public knowledge. And, yeah. you know, it's, but something unique and unexplainable should happen just so we can see once and for all like would the military really shoot first ask questions later or would people be open-minded although in seeing that i'm already assuming that people will panic freak out Uh, and start shooting i can let you know that is answered in the hank green book i mentioned before an absolutely remarkable thing it is mentioned in that what will happen well it is talked about what will happen if something like that actually does happen. And I actually, once again, one of the things I liked about it was how it's handled. And it's handled very well. And See, I think I pretty realistically. Yes, you should definitely read the book. Um, so while they're going through all this, and, you know, Ben is just, like, utterly perplexed, um, they get attacked by a space pirate ship that basically is just a bigger ship that swallows the ship that they're on. Shipception, I guess. Shipception. <laughs> but, uh, but ship they, ducted. It's a, it's a ship ducted. It's a ship and a ship and a ship. Um, and instantly Whack is like, oh, it's they're space pirates, but he's acting really weird. And then this they're trying to get the kids back onto their ship. And then when they get there, the space pirate appears, and it's a big giant version of Whack with arms coming out of his head. And <laughs> just, and you just get, they're talking in an alien language, but you just instantly are like, oh, that's their dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And you find that. Which um, Darren also points out because. Like, yeah, Darren's like, oh, that's like, dad. Yep, I, I don't know much, but I know when the dad is chewing out their kids. I know, right? I don't know much, but I know that's dad. Um, and Ben's like, what? No. And it's like, no. Yeah, that's totally a dad. And you find out that Wack and Anik stole their dad's car, basically. Yeah. <laughs> because they wanted to talk to the kids. I guess they, they wanted to make contact with Earth, just like Ben and Wolfgang and Darren did. Um, and this is what is it? 
Um, and then they, oh, there we go. So they, like, start saying their goodbyes, and Ben tells Whack about how he likes Lori and shows the pictures, and this is where you get the line, I'd like to get my cups on her. And I went, <laughs> oh, God. Why? That was such a bad line. It was the 80s. It was a different time. Uh, it can stay in the 80s, please. <laughs> um, they leave, and Ben just sort of reflects on everything that was said, and how Ben is basically like, okay, maybe first contact would not be a good idea, and stuff like that. Um, but their force fields, or their bubble thing, breaks, and they fall into the river, and... Lori wakes up from a dream because she's having close to the same dreams. She's having the dreams now. She wakes up and she goes to make sure that they're okay. So she goes out, leaves her house in the middle of the night. Her parents don't hear, apparently. And goes to make sure that they've landed. And they land in water and they're fine. And now everybody dreams together in the floaty clouds. And they all fly and they're asleep together. The end. Yeah. Wait, was there more circuitry or were they just flying together? They were just flying in the clouds. Okay. Which was some good flying effects, by the way. This, uh, that part looked really neat. Yeah, this was several was, years after Superman. Yeah, it was all right till Ben did the like last little like yeah thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> that one got a little chintzy. But it's a kids' movie, like, so it's fine. But I was like, like yeah. It was, it was a movie. Now, I think you mentioned before we started recording that this movie, the original cut of it was three and a half hours long. Yeah, according to the IMDb page, uh, it says that um, the studio wasn't happy with what they were seeing from the movie and it was taking too long. Uh-huh. So they basically just took it from the director and just basically released what they had. They just kind of made a movie out of it. Um which would explain why it seems like some plot elements were missing or but, some things weren't clear. Hey, like, I kind of, I don't blame the studio because <laughs> a lot of the beginning part with just the kids could have been cut. Like, the the whole montage of building the ship, it could have been half the time that it actually was. Just, and then you could have thrown in the helicopter guy later and then put him back in you, or not later, you could throw him in earlier, put him, him back in later on so you understand his point of view of things, or I don't know, it just it was weird. It just did not flow very well. The See, kids were fun. They, I mean, this yeah. sounds sounds to me like what they need to do is they need to release the Dante cut oh, on no. HBO Max. No. Make it, make it a full four hours no. where we get better explanation. For, I refuse. Maybe they'll, be, they'll even be like a whole flashback scene of the pilot when he was no. a kid. No, and, <laughs> there'll be a scene of Lori holding Ben's jacket and sniffing, <laughs> sniffing it as she sings a Norwegian song. <laughs> For some reason. I, I, I want that more than anything now, <laughs> suddenly. I can't, I cannot get over that scene. I am sorry, Snyder. Darren, what was that? There'll, there'll, there'll be a scene of Darren putting like hot dogs in his pocket. <laughs> hot dogs in his pocket in slow motion. Because um, he does have that rapport with the the junkyard dog. He gives him like what bubblegum. Yeah, he gives him something. I just, I don't know. 
we, we could see the it. scene where he gets that gum like and puts it in his pocket and then it comes out later to give it to the junkyard dog yeah gum which by the way i was one of the funniest lines that i can remember when i was a kid was i was like that dog doesn't swallow the gum and darren says no nah, he's pretty weird i'm gonna try to teach him how to sh- blow bubbles or something <laughs> like that teach him how to blow bubbles. yeah darren was darren was probably my favorite of the kids because he was just like there to be there but having a good time but also clearly going through things significantly bigger than what Ben and Wolfgang were going through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I was like, like going to outer space and seeing aliens is nothing compared to like the crap he must be dealing with at home. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, dang. You know, this movie was written by someone named Eric Luke. And mm-hmm. the only other credits I see for him are the not quite human movies which were from disney i don't know if you've ever seen those i can't remember i'd have to look Uh, at them it's the one where the father from i think growing pains uh, alan thick um he makes a like humanoid robot he makes an android basically and um basically tries to pass him off as his son his uh, his name is chip and right. he was played by the same actor uh, who played Jay Underwood, who played okay. the Human Torch in the 1994 Fantastic Four that was never meant to be released. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I've seen this poster before. I don't think I've actually seen it. I don't think it replayed a lot because it was one of their television film ones. Yeah, so. I remember seeing it on like ABC way back in the day. Yeah, I don't think they repeat this one a lot. I don't think it was very was popular. This- 92 oh i was looking at the sequel not quite human 2 or still not quite human was 92 yeah right on uh there was Mm. another one i don't know if it was disney did you remember hearing of um oh what it just spaced it what was it some it, it wasn't jack sparrow but there was like another pirate made for tv movie i think it was also by disney mm. in the early 90s um mm. like the the thousand was it the thousand lives of jack something it was a weird one but basically it was like a mod it took place in modern day florida i think Let me see. and um it was the ghost of a pirate that needed to save 100 people in order to get into heaven or something like that or to make up for like lives that he lost what okay it was a it was a strange one. I have right. to look that one up someday. That is, I think you have to find that one because I don't know that one. I did just Google like pirate movie Disney Channel original and all I got was Jumping Ship, which is the one with the brothers on the yacht boat and they have they get chased by modern day pirates. That's That's what happens in that one. I don't remember a pirate one. Oh, it was the 100 Lives of Blackjack Savage. Okay. And then, no, it looks like that was a made-for-TV movie on NBC, not specifically okay. by Disney. But yeah, it, if you look at the cover, it totally looks like a Johnny Depp wannabe, except that this came out several years before. Yeah. This oh, it does say in... Disney presents the 100 Lives of Jack- Black Jack Savage. Yes, that I was 1991. I... So I remember that that was a like a TV pilot. And then when the actual show oh, started, God. okay, 
it was like a completely different actor that was cast as the pirate. Right. I do vaguely, vaguely remember the title sequence. Um, but another good um, pirate movie that's old and Disney is um, Blackbeard's Ghost. I can't. I think that one came out in the 70s though, or 80s. Um, maybe even earlier than that. But that is on Disney Plus, and I absolutely love that one, Blackbeard's Ghost, which is a story of. Um, oh, it's 1968. Um, on the Carolina coast, there's this college, and they get a new track coach, and the track team sucks really, really bad. And this co- college is like underfunded, and they're about and of to course go it bankrupt. Has Dean Jones in it. And these, yeah, there's these little old ladies that are trying to raise money for it or something like that. And Blackbeard, they are Blackbeard protects the place. Like, his ghost protects the place because it's, like, one of his, like, the, the the room is made out of a ship or something. I don't know. There's some reason why. I can't remember. It's very blurry to me. Um, but, yeah, there's the, the track, the new track coach can see Blackbeard's ghost and Blackbeard tries to help things along. It's just a hilarious 1960s comedy. It's hilarious. Um, the lead female character in it is also very spunky and fun. Um, especially for like a late sixties film, like she actually has some oorah behind her, and all the little old ladies do too. But yeah, highly recommend Blackbeard's Ghost on Disney Plus. Yeah. Go watch it. All it's right. it's fun. Um, it'll be better than the one that I told you to watch. What, what was it? I told you to watch um the strongest the man strongest in the world. man in the world, which isn't even about one individual man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I definitely harped on it, but it was entertaining just because of the goofiness of it. It's so goofy. Yes. You just have to you just have to know that you're watching a live action cartoon. Yes. It's it's it wasn't meant to be taken seriously at all Never. in comparison to the movie I made you watch. So Yeah, in the comparison to the just... thing? No, yeah. <laughs> that was a good switch. Um yeah, there's okay. You so know, I haven't seen what's the one where he's a computer, same actor, Kurt Russell. If he's like the computer like who wore tennis shoes. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't watched that one, but it keeps on popping up. I need to watch it. Um, you know, I feel like I should watch it just to round it out with Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few others actually that take place because it's the same college or the McKinley co- something like that. It's the same college that all these movies revolve around. Um, it's the uh, McKinley College Extended Universe. Yeah, pretty much. It's before the MCU. We already had an Extended Universe. <laughs> nobody knew it. Um, <laughs> anyways, back to the Explorers. We always go on a really weird long tangent right at the end of these things. <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah. to our listeners. Well, I mean, what more is there to say? Like, I wanted to definitely confirm I love this movie. It mm-hmm. still holds up to me. I still it's like it. Um you do see things differently as an adult uh-huh. for some of these, uh, for sure. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a plot point that I didn't catch, or there was some innuendo that went over my head. Yeah. Um, this one was just more like, oh yeah, there was definitely some some pacing issues with this, uh-huh. but not something I remember being a problem as a kid. But then again, I only really remember... And again, I haven't seen this movie since, I think, the early 90s, mm-hmm. I want to say. So, it's definitely been a while for me. Yeah. So, like, I remember the key points that still kind of, like, hold some kind of meaning. You know, the making of the... 
the Thunder Road, for instance. Uh, I mean, that goes right back to when I made a Thunder Road of my own using <laughs> like a cardboard box and like a hamper basket or something or laundry <laughs> basket. Um, yeah, it was it was lame. <laughs> That's good. No, but, uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. Oh man, I'm sure those, it was the most the days, badass though, Thunder Road ever. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so this being your first time watching it, uh, does this hold up, do you think? Those pacing issues were pretty hard to hold up to nowadays. Um, I don't know, but it was fun. Like, it definitely, like, Goonies mm. is better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah, but it definitely has this, but it still has that joyful feel as you're watching it. I just it's really it is just the pacing issues basically and it just I think because I end up watching these movies in the middle of a work week like I just could not handle the pacing issues if it was mm. a weekend that I watched this with like a glass of wine <laughs> and just nothing to worry about I would have loved it like I would have over the moon for it but <laughs> I watched like it midweek in a very rough week at work and I was just like oh my gosh I need this movie to get to the point but the the acting's really well done the kids are adorable there's a few wonky writing things that happen like the bullies are kind of useless bullies but (laughs) it's just it's a fun time it definitely is an 80s kids movie in the good way yeah yeah i don't know if it should be redone though maybe i don't know it might be fun to like do it over again with a tighter script, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, if this movie was originally going to be like three and a half hours, then I'm guessing you can just trim it up, tighten it a little bit, and mm-hmm. you could have a like a solid... I don't even know if it had to be two hours. Like, it could be like hour and 45 minutes, hour and a half. Yeah. You get all the, the sci-fi stuff in there. Yeah. Um, or go the exact opposite route make a show out of it this is the kind of like story that you can actually have more like long-term story played mm-hmm. out yeah i think i said that for the last thing we watched too yeah, the I secret know. of nim or yeah the secret of nim the secret of nim would be a great i was like don't show, don't yeah. try to cram that much story into a two-hour movie just just make, make a limited a series. series a limited series if anything like three yeah. solid hour-long episodes and you've got it like no problem like that's what we can do in this day and age too i think if they modernize it it'd be cool if it's like an app that gets put on their phone or something like that like i really think it would work to modernize it and maybe also make it make a little bit more sense (laughs) in how computers work (laughs) yeah or even um like you wouldn't even have to make it alien related like Mm -hmm. It could also be, like, if you wanted to, uh, I want to say modernize it, but kind of change it just enough that it doesn't have to involve aliens. It could even be um, them finding, like, lost uh, Tesla technology. Yeah. And have it be that, you know, like, some of his secret hidden diagrams that were Mm -hmm. never made public or that were confiscated upon his death um, happen to have, like, that picture of like a diagram like the the circuit board uh-huh. and they tie try 3d printing because that's you know a thing we have now yeah and you get like this crazy device that 
makes those force field balls or something to that effect you know like yeah that'd be really that could cool. be like a whole different like whole series thing. in fact i think there is like a tesla series like that now that i think about it. like a, a ya not even ya i think it's like a children's series that's all about ah. adventures of tesla that's pretty neat hmm. yeah i think it i think it is a story that's still worth telling yeah yeah all right so that's the explorers from 1985 with a young ethan hawk um which oh that's the other thing i could not help but compare his daughter to him watching this and i'm like yeah that's from stranger things oh, like yes who's she, in stranger things yes yeah. i know i was like yes but they look actually a lot alike not like a lot a yeah. lot alike but like oh my god i can see no, it yeah the yeah. maya hulk looks so much like a, a perfect combination perfect combo. of her parents <laughs> yeah um yeah the explorers 1985 um if people want to get at you for a tesla inspired series where can they talk to you john yes please at me i am on twitter at magic bollocks um, if you'd like to talk to me about how you'd also like to modernize this story, um, you can tweet at me as at JM Bailey writes. Um, you can find archives of this podcast and other podcasts that we're in, such as Geeks Watch, which we mentioned several times, in which right now we are watching the Shadow and Bone series on Netflix. Ooh, YA fantasy. Yay! <laughs> um, you can find these at geekalitemedia.com. Um, you can also find us as at Geekly Media on your social medias, such as Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media. Uh, please, wherever you're listening to this, rate, review, and subscribe. That's a great help to us. And if you have a few extra bucks to spare, we do have a Patreon page. That's going to be forward slash Geekly Media on Patreon. Um, until next time. Always remember to geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.